Listener Production. Like the black pudding in a full English breakfast. Don't ask any questions. Just start chewing. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine, what do you think is the greatest sample of all time? Oh, I'm a big sample fan. I used to go to whosample.com mm. and uh, listen to all of the samples. Um, I mean, I even heard that Young Gravy sample of Rick Astley the other day, and I was like, oh, this is a bit of a jam. Well, he's a, I guess he used those lyrics and everything, but he, he didn't actually sample it, I think, was the was the news that came out about that. Oh, right. Well, I'll tell you what one of my favourite samples is. Hilltop Hoods. Nosebleed section. Yeah, that's, they did very well off the vinyl there. Really, Absolutely. really well. A good sample is one where you don't realise that it is mm. an original song. I've been seeing a bit of Bauer doing TikToks about other people's samples and he's looking at Fatboy Slim's samples. is a pretty incredible. Daft Punk, obviously, one of some of the greatest of all time. But um, I reckon one that's will go down in history and certainly one of the biggest samples of this week was Peter Bowles' B sample for his... <laughs> Drug test. His A sample came out. He got conditionally banned from the sports, named through the mud, and comes out yesterday that Peter Boll, the Australian runner, his B sample was clear of EPO, and so he's out celebrating now. Well, I mean, I was under the impression from the news.com.au article that I read that it wasn't necessarily completely negative. Right. In that it was just non... It wasn't a thing. I don't under, like. I don't understand either. They the 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 sporting body came out. Mm. I'll read you exactly what the sporting body body says. Okay, this is what the sporting body says. <clears throat> Sport Integrity Australia confirmed the results in a statement, uh, saying that they were from a uh, World Anti Doping Agency accredited lab. They said the results of the Part B sample analysis is is an atypical finding for the REPOs. Um, an ATF is not the same as a negative test result. Oh. An ATF is a report from a WADA-accredited laboratory which requires further investigation as provided by the World Anti-Doping Code. So more to, more to be investigated. I don't know, but he's... I mean, the, the whole team is saying, look, it's fine, we're all good. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and, look, and I firmly believe them, but it's just... It's a weird statement that seems to have been... I don't well, know, brushed over. Oh, it's good Matt O'Kine was able to quickly get on whosampled.com to see which lab was involved <laughs> in this particular controversy. <laughs> but look, we'll see what happens in the wash. Meanwhile, we've got a big all-day breakfast today, Matthew. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. We can't wait to dive in. So let's not hold back and let's do it. It's Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Alex Dyson, I mean this quite genuinely when I ask, what is up with the sky at the moment? <laughs> well, all of it. Um, You'd hope. <laughs> up there. You'd hope it bloody stays where it's supposed to. Because I tell you what, this world is turning upside down at the moment. <laughs> and gosh knows anything wouldn't surprise me if I woke up and the up was down and down was up. What do you, what do you mean what's up with the sky? Mate, what's with all these UFOs? Have oh, you seen like what's the going balloons on? and the um, people shooting Spy down stuff. balloons. <laughs> There's people shooting down things. Mm. You know the US, okay, US fighter jets have now shot down four flying objects in less than 10 days. Gee, is it just a sudden influx in UFO stuff? Well, the problem is the wording around it is always so vague. 
Because the first one was a balloon. You can understand the balloon. We all know balloons. Spot, well, hey, it wasn't just a balloon. All right, thank you very much. Well, was it just from a gender you know, reveal James, party or something? James Bond isn't just a man. <laughs> He's a spy man. Got you. All right. So, so is the balloon, apparently. Mm. But the government comes out and says, look, we don't know what these objects are. We don't know who sent them. We don't know where they're from. And of course, everyone then goes, well, they're aliens. Like, that's exactly what's... So the other ones aren't balloons because they would have told us that they were the balloons because they told us about the first balloon. No, they just say flying objects. But then they also say things like they were found to be uncrewed and to have limited abilities from a lack of communication signals to a lack of obvious propulsion capability. So for all we know, these could genuinely actually just be balloons, like from a kid's party. Interesting. Well, it's always weird as well because whenever you watch a movie, which is where I get all my information, is the government never wants to reveal what these things are to stop a mass panic. Mm. I mean, you don't believe in ghosts. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. That is, I find that really interesting. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just a great insight that your levels of believability, because yeah. what, in what, you're like, prove ghosts, prove ghosts, well, prove aliens, mate. What, what proof oh, is there of aliens? I don't need to prove aliens. I think in all likelihood, in the infinite nature of space in the universe, it's potential that it's happened twice. It's not that little thing. I, I could look at ourselves like, oh, we exist. There's a potential it's happened another time. No, I hear you, mate. I hear you. <laughs> I, just look at, I just look at ghosts as being aliens from a, another dimension. But I thought ghosts were once living. Isn't that what it anyway, was? Anyway, look, the, the point is, the point is, right, that there's a lot of stuff going on in the sky. So I thought it's time for our very own Sky News. Wait, wait, wait. Sky news? Like, you need to get the emphasis Sorry, correctly. Sky news. <laughs> yeah, not sky not news. Not sky news. Also, I mean, I'm assuming you're listening to this early in the morning. and that, I mean, sky news wouldn't dare say anything <laughs> outrageous. You no, know, the course. actual media platform. They wait till 7pm <laughs> when Australians are fully buckled in. All right, you're allowed to. I'll let you do sky news, news about the sky, if next week you give me news about foxes. I really want to hear oh, some fox, fox news. news. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, look, talking of sky news, all right, and what's quite on brand for sky news is that an <laughs> asteroid, a small asteroid exploded spectacularly what? Uh, over the English Channel. How does an asteroid just explode? Well, it got it burned up in the Earth's atmosphere and streaked right. across the sky, wowing stargazers who stayed up to watch the event. Yeah, there's some great videos of it happening over Paris um, and, you know, over England. The asteroid named SAR-2667. Catchy name. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, fitting quite quite, quite fitting for, what, for a segment. Asteroid the son of Elon Musk or something? What was? What's the deal there? Well, I mean, this is quite fitting. This is quite on brand for Sky News because, um, you know, obviously an asteroid from another place, a foreign place, wasn't allowed in. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. That's this and, is the stuff we do report on. People were watching the channel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's completely off brand. <laughs> yeah, they had one. eyeballs on the channel. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. So that's. Okay, so that's off-brand. One on-brand, one off-brand. Hey, Sky Brown became the skateboarding world champion aged 14. 
What? Brit- Britain's Olympic gold medalist, I mean, bronze medalist, Sky Brown. She's just become world champion at a, uh, at a, a world championship skateboarding, park skateboarding event in Sharjah. That's some great Sky News. I know, right? That's good Sky News. There's other good Sky News. Well, actually, this next this next one is is Would Sky it... News about Sky News. So this is Sky Sky News. <laughs> no, this is Sky News Sky News. <laughs> okay, explain. Well, they had to... Um, <laughs> Sky News had to um, put out a correction uh, for their segment on the Outsiders program that was board- broadcast on December the 11th, 2022, mm-hmm. which was you know, concerned a report. This is directly from the website. Concerned a report released by the US um, Department of Health and Human Services about manage- management of long COVID and use of masks. Uh, and so mm-hmm. they included an interview with a US doctor, Dr. Mark Sherwood. What they seemed to suggest and what the correction is about is that they... The broadcast did not intend to suggest that Dr. Sherwood was a medically trained doctor. Ah. Oh. And any such inference is incorrect. Um, the views expressed by Dr. Sherwood were expressed as a naturopath. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and that's not to take anything away from the naturopaths, okay? Just to clarify that they <laughs> just, are not doctors. They're just Norsh. not doctors of... No, no, that should necessarily, in this instance, be giving information that people might take as medically trained so, expert advice. So, wait, you could be a doctor if you do a like a if you do med- medicine and you become mm. a GP doctor. You could do a doctor if you do a doctorate, like a PhD. Oh, mate, my I mean, my did this, did this and this naturopath didn't have either. I don't know what they had, a doctorate of naturopathy or something. Look, I mean, I remember my drama teacher was learning, was doing a doctorate. Yeah. In in first year drama school. Mm. Uh, I mean, I would have liked to see them interview that doctor on the, uh, he'll probably get the call up about the long COVID information. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there are some people out there, if they don't have a doctorate, they just doctor it. <laughs> Bro. Bron gave me a, a nod at that joke, yeah, which is what I, you I want. Just, I don't even, I'm not even going to give it to you. <laughs> That's what you want. You tell a joke at the gala and people just nod at you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, to be honest, I've assumed that uh, Link would have cut the rest of this segment by now, and we are on with the rest of the show. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, do you have any tattoos? No, I am a clean skin. So am I. And I've been thinking more and more recently because I have kind of taken pride in the fact that I don't have any tattoos. Mm -hmm. But then one of the other things I take pride in is my willingness to experience things, you know, to understand human experience just so that I can have a better, you know, viewpoint to see the world and mm. understand people and write better, etc. My reasons for getting tattoos have, have morphed over the years. I think at the start, it's like, oh, it hurts. You know, it hurts a lot. I'm like, I don't want to mm. hurt. Um, also, it costs money. And back then, I'm like, nah. Well, another thing is when you're, when you're an actor, tattoos are such an individual thing. As an actor, mm. you, your character, you can't have your tattoos showing as your character because yeah. that's not the ca- what the character would have had tattooed on them. So you, you always have to cover it up. So in time saving as well, I'm like, yeah. well, you know, in the 
extremely rare circumstance that I get an acting job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to spend a few hours in makeup. <laughs> On top of what you already have to spend. I've been thinking more and more about getting a tattoo because of Sophia. I thought, you know, I could definitely, I could get a tattoo of Sophia. I don't think I would ever, what, ever, her face ever. or the name no, Sophia? a name, whatever. I could something, you got to put a, a testament lot of trust. Because there is, a, I think, a tattoo fail of someone who wanted to get their daughter on the arm and took a photo like from the Deb or something like that. But the artist just, for some reason, really emphasized the teeth. <laughs> so there oh, was no, this... didn't turn it into some, one of those like circular key style um, <laughs> caricatures. Just this really... <laughs> Real big nose. <laughs> no, just this trying... <laughs> Trying to be extremely realistic, but then overdoing it. So it was just like this quite, you know, <laughs> quite scary tattoo. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why that's why I was bringing it up because a friend of mine was explaining that she has a tattoo that is that is wrong. What do you mean? And it, it, well, because what? No regrets. No regrets. She wanted to have so and so is similar. She wanted to have so and so is phenomenal or something like that. But the artist. Halfway through spelling it, thought that she wanted phenomenally. So starts writing phenomenal. So as in her name is phenomenal on the. So it was something like, no, the word phenomenal was included in the phrase. But but her but name that's on where herself. She wanted, it, she wanted it to end with is phenomenal. Because the best the, way to be phenomenal is to not say you're phenomenal. I that's... didn't think it was her. Anyway, look, the point <laughs> is she said phenomenal. The artist took it as phenomenally something. Yep. So as, as the artist is writing phenomenally, and with, he's up to the second L in phenomenally, he's like, so is phenomenally what? What do you want me to write? And the person's like, no, not phenomenally anything, just phenomenal. And he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> then we've got an extra L on phenomenal. So now just this tattoo is phenomenal with two L's. Oh boy. <laughs> I know, right? And it's on her back, though, so at least she can't really see it very often. But still, that's... I'd be angry, yeah, you know? Be... That's I why... Hope, I... I hope she got a discount. <laughs> well, that's it. hope they took yeah. off a nominal fee. And I do mean nominal <laughs> with two L's. Um, <laughs> so that's, that has led us to asking you the talk back of uh, some tattoo fails. Because it is tough stuff. And another reason I don't want to get it, my friend made a good point one time. He looks back at old photos of himself wearing a hat, which at the time he thought was very cool, or a haircut, which at the time was fly AF. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, how cringe is that? And so you can't trust your taste as it evolves over the years. Why would he trust it with, uh, with the tattoo gun? No, that's it. So uh, we asked you, when have you, when have you failed? Tattoo fails. And uh, Paul Rocker said, I wanted a rocket on my ankle. It kind of looks like a penis. Oh, no, it's done the, the Dr. Evil escaping yeah. Austin Powers too, <laughs> Paul. Hey, buddy, they dogged you, mate. Uh, Joan Lee says every, probably every Southern Cross tattoo ever is a bit of a, uh, could be a fail. Well, that's the thing, because at the time, it, it, it's so synony synonymous with Australia, a couple of numpties go out and, you know, And then suddenly your tattoo's it. ruined, I know. You can't trust them. Amy in Melbourne says, I was 18 and thought everyone knew star signs. So I got a 69 as a tramp stamp. What, like the Pisces thing? Is that Well, it's a cancer. It's the cancer oh, symbol. Yeah, like a 69 <laughs> on the uh, lower back. Wow. Oh, boy.
<laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about that the other day because I was walking home from the podcast. The car parks there, and it has how many spaces available? Like it has mm. a neon sign. It had sixty nine spaces available. I went, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I thought, like, when you're thinking about it, which which bit is the head? Is the circular bit the head? Yes, going at the tail, or is the tail the head having a crack at the um, <laughs> having a crack at the the circle? Just it's getting good, amongst the big moon. It's. A, it's a I don't know which point. one is which part of the number is the head. Oh, uh, that's actually a good point. I believe the part is the the round bit is the head. Round bit's the head having a crack at the little uh, noodle at the at end. the legs in between the legs is what is what I would believe. Well, I didn't know. I was like, hmm. We'll have to put up a poll. <laughs> no, I don't think we need a poll. Everyone agrees, I'm pretty sure. As if, Ron, what would you say? Which part's the head in a 69? <laughs> okay, I don't like where this conversation no. is. <laughs> but I think the circle bit is the head. <laughs> what do you mean? The circle is the head. That's, yeah, that's what I said. Exactly. Shane got in touch with us as well. Shane, you know someone who's uh, got a bit of a tattoo gone wrong. Um, yeah, the old Barley tattoo. He uh, went over there to and wanted his daughter's name across his chest. It was uh, the full first name, middle name, shoulder to shoulder. Whoa! Wow! Is that I what mean, you were thinking, Matt? Because I was—I mean, I wouldn't go shoulder to shoulder, but I was thinking the—the the, you know the name. Yeah. So and then where did it go wrong? Uh, so he got the stencil drawn on, checked it out in the mirror. Yep, all sweet. That's how it's spelled. That yeah, it reads correctly. Got it tattooed and then realized that it was all good looking in the mirror. But then if you're looking at it yourself, it's, it's completely backwards. <laughs> he's got it mementoed himself. Yeah. yeah. So when he's looking at it, it's all sweet. Oh boy. But anyone else, it's backwards. So they've stenciled it on backwards on the chair. So it's. Well, they must have done the stencil. They must have done the stencil and then turned the stencil the other way round, and then so it did. It all was. They would have just been like, "Yeah, is this right?" And he would have been like, "Yep, that's that looks perfect." Yeah, yeah. Has he regretted it all, or is he like, you know what? I'm the only one who needs to read this, and when I look in the mirror, that's what I'm going to see. I'm not sure of the outcome. I'm not sure if he if he's getting it lasered or if he's just yeah, just rolling with it. But I guess Uh, so. I guess yeah. Look, if you want to show the daughter, you'd have to show. In the mirror, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Nah, look, the most important person that needs to see that tattoo is the man in the mirror. Yeah. So, <laughs> At least he can read it. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks, Shane. Cheers, mate. They'll sound like someone who does need to have a good hard look at themselves. So. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, just before we hit record on this break, Alex Dyson, our producer, Bron, declared oh. our next, <laughs> next guest as her favourite stand-up in Australia at the moment. Producer Bron has seen mm. all of her last two and then will, is keen for this third show. Last, uh, but no, she's last also, five. Have <laughs> you I've, seen the last five shows? I have. Oh, there, you well, there you go. And so Bron said that. Matt got angry. He wasn't included in the list. Yeah, because he, he hasn't seen it. What show of mine for six years. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did get angry. Anyway, it's not about that? me. <laughs> it's not about me. It's about 
our next guest. Yes, and Bron who said... I agree with Bron. <laughs> I think is absolutely, I mean, I wouldn't even say rising talent anymore, just absolutely killing it, destroying festivals across Australia and the world, mm. winning awards, and bringing out hit after hit when it comes to stand-up shows, not to mention featuring on TV shows. <laughs> Please, welcome Michelle Brazier. Hey, Michelle. Hello, what a build-up. That was wonderful. That was that was big. And I think we were talking because Bron said one of the greatest jokes of all time, which is when there was tension in the studio because of what Matt said. You came on the Zoom and Bron said, ooh, saved by Michelle. <laughs> saved by the bell. That's right. Saved by Michelle. And it was gold. Do you conceive yourself a bit of a saviour, Michelle Brazier? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You do. do you you know, do you know what? You are somewhat of a saviour in that you save dogs. I do save dogs. I save dogs. I don't eat animals. So in a way that's probably helping them. But I'm not one of those like animal activists breaking in and stealing them from farms and stuff, from factory farms. I think that's very cool, but I haven't done it. And the reason I haven't done it is just because if I get arrested, I can't go to the USA and become a huge star. Mm. So, no, okay. Yeah. Like, do you know, activists always seem to be nude. Does that? Do, That's do another find, thing. Like, I find people like who are activists, they're always doing it nude. And it's like, I don't, are you, do you need to be nude? Like, what is that? Do you mean like the Peter don't wear fur? It's better yeah, to go nude that, than that. I think that campaign made it sexy. Really? Yeah, made vegetarianism sexy. If you want to be nude, be nude. If you want to be an activist, be an activist. I just feel like there's mixed messaging if we're talking about nude activists. Anyways, that's just me. (laughs) Michelle Legacy. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on today? Oh, my God. Well, look, I was just talking about stuff that I... Think, um, M- Michelle. <laughs> Do that in your own show. time. We have a guest, please. <laughs> but. Uh, Michelle Legacy, brand new show coming out. Brand new show. What's it? What's it about? Okay, so it is ultimately three things in one. Really, I would say the biggest thing is I. It's a mystery, right? I found. One day I went to see my friend's show at Lido Cinema and they'd put up across this, like, they'd put aside some comps for me. I asked for my tickets. They couldn't find them. They came back. They said, we couldn't find the tickets, but we found this. And they gave me an envelope that was a Lido branded envelope, the cinema brand. And on top of it, it had written Michelle Brazier and then a dollar sign. And inside it had $10.50 in mostly coins. And I <laughs> opened it up and I said, this isn't mine. And they said, well, it's not ours. And I said, well, is it, uh, does it cost $10.50 to buy a ticket? And they said, no. And I said, listen, it's not for me. You've got the wrong girl. <laughs> And they said, we can't take this. We don't accept cash. So (laughs) I embarked on a mission to find the woman whose $10.50 I have. Goodness gracious. I mean, before this event, were you aware of any other Michelle Braziers? Because there's not, there's no other Matt O'Kynes. There's a a Matt O'Kynes. His name Uh, is Matt O'Kynes. He owns one of the Melbourne venues, actually, that that do comedy at the comedy festival. Really? Yeah, that, the that, pub, the Cooper's Inn. That made it, always made it quite oh, funny looking it. up Matt O'Kine on Facebook because you had your like fan page that had Matt O'Kine and then underneath it, obviously your personal one, Matt O'Kine. They're the only two Matt O'Kines that you just <laughs> yeah. didn't but change yeah, your so, name. But, but I'm sure there's, a lot of, surely there's a lot of Alex Dysons. There's a couple. Someone's yeah, but like Michelle Brazier. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that to be. What's a, the etymology of Brazier? Um, okay, so it's been anglicised, our name. It, it used to have a Z in it. Um, I think, Brazier. 
Yeah, and I think like it's something like French. We're Spanish, but I think the name is French. Brasier. I guess. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. My shell brasier, like a mermaid. Oh, like a turtle in a bra, you know, whatever you want. <laughs> you know? Just that I feel like that's that's more synonymous with my brand. <laughs> I really don't know. So it actually like leads to a lot of questions because when my father passed away, just before he passed away, he was going to buy a laptop and he was like, he went to JB Hi-Fi and he's never typed in his damn life, but he was like, I'm going to tell my life story because he has all these secrets. And now I've been searching all this family stuff and I've found some braziers and you know, in Australia that we didn't know about and I found all these all these insane secrets. So it's about kind of, you know, the legacy that you leave behind and mm. then the decision to, you know, the decisions we make and how that makes you different from other versions of you and, you know, all the decisions I would have had to, to make to get me to that Lido Cinema owing me a $10.50 and just looking <laughs> at that and then looking at, you know, the idea of legacy and having children and whether or not, Dogs are good enough, and I think they are. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, it's just kind of about what's that. A, what's a story that didn't make it to the show? Because, you know, often you've got, like, too much stuff, that, and you've yes. got to be pretty savage cutting stuff. So what's something that didn't make it to the show? Oh, that's such a good question. Look, honestly, there's so much in it now that I'm I'm still holding on tight to. There's a story in it where, like, while I'm solving the mystery, I'm off on this overseas trip and I had to have this surgery and all this stuff went wrong. And I did the show and everyone went, I can't believe you've been through all that. I can't believe all that happened to you while you were doing that. And I was like, neither can I. And then I got home and I realised I'd actually, like, left out the part where the whole reason I went overseas was to do this huge gig at Just for Last Montreal and the theatre, which is the oldest theatre in North America, caught on fire and I just left out the fire. Like I just, (laughs) even though it was like such an epic part, it was such a disappointment, we ended up doing the show the next day. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so anyone who's seen seen your award-winning show, Average Bear, which you are Mm. taking to London in a couple of weeks' time. yes. Well, I know, and spoiler alert, it's, it happens fairly fairly early on, but there is a house fire in that yeah. in which you are involved. Yeah, I'm very afraid of fire. So it was literally my worst nightmare. I would suggest that you country. are the one lighting them. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> what, have you, have you watched that's the film? what strikes me. You, you can't tell me that you are in a house that lights fire, a theatre that catches fire, and you're not the main suspect. Have you seen the film that's Fight fair. Club, Michelle? I, uh, yeah, I thought it was really beautiful. I haven't seen the end. Why? No, I was just, just curious. Just wondering. <laughs> Tell us about what happened with the with the theatre catching fire. Was it just like a little bit of smoke, or did was it like a okay. blaze or what? It was quite mad. Okay, so we we get there, we're doing this gig, and I've all like this is all in the show. I've had to like we had to drive from New York City to Canada because all the flights got cancelled. I was like in awful pain. It was so hard to get there. We finally get there. We make it by the skin of our teeth. We're doing this big, huge gig. And just before like the, the, the thing's about to go up, curtain's about to go up, the audience is in. And it's an audience of all industry people, right? All industry. And so it's very, you know, high pressure. Five minutes to go on and the alarm goes off. And we think, okay, we're in, we're in French Canada. Perhaps this is just a very aggressive Go inside bell, like a take your seat bell. Yeah. We're like, what's this? Well, it was not that. A stage manager comes backstage and goes, okay, that is that is a real alarm. So grab a snack, grab a drink, grab any valuables, and we're gonna head over we're gonna head downstairs. (laughs) So we're like, okay, someone's like made some toast and set off the fire alarm or whatever. So we are going downstairs, we're making our way down the fire escape, and then we get to like two floors down. 
and there's a closed door and behind that closed door there is this black like tarry liquid coming under the door and there's smoke billowing out of that room and we're like oh it's a real fire so I text Tim my partner who is in the audience sitting next to Kyron Wheatley because Reese Nicholson's also on the show and Kyron is Reese's partner so Kyron and Tim are watching their partners you know just sitting in the audience really happy really excited to watch their lovely partners do this lovely gig they're exiting because obviously they're being evacuated but it's Canada there's never any fires so when I text him to say this fire is real he and Kyron have just gotten to the bottom of a locked fire escape and so these two Australians have to be the ones to say all right guys we have to go back up it's real everyone stop it's real fire because everyone's just being very nonchalant about this thank god they were with my American friend who can get stuff done because she's American so she's like everybody upstairs right now and she's just like (laughs) directing traffic everybody meets out the front so you managed to get out you Made, we got it. We got out the. You managed to make a brazier exit or a Brexit. We made as a brazier one might exit. Say. We Brexited. Yeah, <laughs> we did. I did Brexit. I did that. <laughs> and did um, was was there any damage? Did you manage back on stage that night? Did you get back on stage and do the show successfully? Not that night, but the next night in a different room. Oh, so it really room. was that big. Okay. Yeah, it was like wow. the backstage uh, workshop where they build all the sets. Someone had like it was like a chemical fire. So it's oh my god, bad. that is yeah. really bad. But look, the best thing about it mm. is that no one was hurt, yes. and you got a bit for a brand new show about it. The show <laughs> yeah. is called Legacy. <laughs> it is so mm. exciting that you're uh, touring again this year because, like Bron said, like I agree, and like Alex has seen so many times at Comedy Republic, you're just bringing out hit after hit. You're going to be back at Comedy Republic this March for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, so please check it out. Not to mention doing a big Melbourne Town Hall show. Oh my you're gosh. Too, too. Look out. How about that one? You're making a Brentry, as we mentioned, for Average Bear into <laughs> London if you're listening from uh, across the ponds. Yes. And other than that, Michelle Brazier, love having you on the show. Thank you very much for joining us and hopefully we catch you on All Day Breakfast again soon. Thanks for having me, my friends. Bye. Well, look, that brings us to the end of All Day Breakfast for today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. And don't forget, you can keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex on Insta. All right, bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.